So up next on the You Ain't or Nothing Yet podcast, we have a person who loves to entertain. He's a singer-songwriter, a drag artist, an actor, among many other things. He's been featured on radio stations the length and breadth of Ireland. There's been a few articles about him as well in the Sunday World and in New York City's Bear World magazine. Oh, very fancy indeed. You have done your research. <laughs> <laughs> it is the lovely Yari Duffy. Yari, how are you? I am really well. How are you, Jack? Thank I'm you good. for having me. I'm good. I didn't actually tell you this when you came in. I love the shirt. Thank you very much. For anybody, obviously, this is a podcast. But, you know, we're not being filmed here. It is, you know, the, the peace sign and it's it's just, it's quirky and it's yeah. funky. And you know. People say it's quite groovy and I'll never yeah. get knocked down. So, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. I love yeah. it. I yeah. love it. But I suppose, tell anybody who's listening who you are, what do you do yourself, just what's the general crack? What's the general crack? So yes, so as you said, my name is Gary Duffy. I am from Belfast and I currently work in um, an office, <laughs> which is my day-to-day job, which is grand. It's not what I want to do forever. Um, but yes, as you said, I'm a singer-songwriter um, and I'm also an actor. I have done a few other things that you mentioned there, but those are kind of my main focuses at the moment. Okay. The singing, the songwriting, rele- releasing music and... Yeah, I'm signed with Shelley Laurie Talent Management for um, acting. So, um, yeah, uh, busy, busy, um, but can't complain. But um, as you said, creative person. So I just love anything creative, to be honest. Fair play. And in terms of music-wise, right, when you were growing up, was there like a CD that, you know, you, you played so many times that it was scratched into oblivion? Yeah, know? absolutely. Um, and it's funny you say that because I'm going to see her this weekend um, it's Beyonce um, so her first ever album which was Dangerously in Love um, and I had my red mp3 Walkman I'll never forget it um, <laughs> and it used to scratch you know you had the, it was, it was uh, like a shock model so <laughs> it wasn't supposed to yeah. stop playing but it always did of course um, but yeah I just remember listening to her after Destiny's Child because I loved them as well going wow like this is class and I think she was the first person I ever seen going I love to be an entertainer. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, um, one of my biggest inspirations in life is the Queen. <laughs> and like, w- would she influence your, your sound now or was it, you know, has that been like a gradual process or what's been the crack? No, I think it's just her as an actual performer and mm. how people like because it's a bit more dancey. Uh-huh. Um, but obviously her older kind of albums are, um, she was going sort of more soul and mm. things like that. Um, but yeah, just more as a performer. Um, she could do a three hour show and not sweat a bit. It's like, right, you're an absolute animal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one day that, w- that would be the goal to be able to do a two hour show and just still look as flawless as you yeah, did at the start look brilliant yeah, you know what I mean like her, makeup and yeah, her hasn't moved and yeah um, but she's she'll always be an influence of mine yeah Fair 100% play. and then when did you know that you were talented when did you know you could sing was it you know a school play was it you know stand up at Christmas when the relatives came over what was the <laughs> that's, uh, that's really funny actually um, I kind of knew it when I was very young but I think it was a confidence thing. Uh-huh. You know, as you grow up, for me, obviously, at that time, I was kind of battling inner demons. We're not going to get too deep. But uh-huh. I kind of knew it was gay. Uh-huh. Um, so trying to hide that and also knowing that I wanted to be a performer and a singer. So okay. it was very much, I suppressed myself and tried not to do too much. You know, I did my school shows, and but I never really did too much because okay. I was still kind of a wee bit scared and kind of testing the waters, which was stupid because I have the most supportive family mm. and friends. But it was just, I think, a fear of how the outside world looked in yeah. at um, like LGBTQ plus I people. It but wasn't 100%? Really? No, it wasn't. Okay. Um, and like that was only, what... 
15 years ago when I was like in school um, so it wasn't even that long ago but even from then to now how things have changed is phenomenal mm-hmm. but I've always known like I knew always a goal of mine was I want to release at least one song that okay. was all I wanted to do release one song that was mine make one music video that was mine and I could be happy and of course once I done that that wasn't enough. No, I was it like, never well, is. It we're never not is. stopping there. We have to keep going and keep going. So, um, yeah. So then about your debut single, can you tell me what it's called? Yes, it's called Did You Ever Really Love Me? Mm-hmm. Released in 2020. Mm-hmm. It, it Obviously, it's a song about being on a daily holiday. It's not about, you know, heartbreak <laughs> or anything or any type of, you know, um, you know, feeling used in a relationship mm-hmm. or, yeah. or, you know, w- was it released? If you don't mind me asking, was the influences for that or the emotions that sort of brought that on... Was it a relationship? Was it anger? Was was that feeling that you know, uh, you know, you know, we've got to this, we've got to this far, and you maybe you've dropped me or something or yeah. So um, it is uh, based on a relationship that had broken up, and it was a few years. Thank you, I agree. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, a few years together and uh, all that stuff and let's just say monogamy wasn't a thing mm. um so that that's kind of where that happened um in 2019 um was when i wanted to actually put out my first song hadn't written it yet or anything but i was like right 2019 is going to be a good year. year and then that all happened the right. breakup and other things happened in my personal life so that was a tough okay. year um and i just knew that it wasn't the right time mm. 2020 came and obviously you can never put a timeline on these kinds of things no but i knew once 2020 hit i was like right i'm ready for this so um, I wrote the song and I always kind of knew after all that had happened that I wanted to write about it and I wanted to be respectful um, if you watch the music video and stuff you'll maybe get the storyline of what the actual song's about mm-hmm. but I think I did it in a really tasteful way okay. um, which was very important to me mm-hmm. but yeah it's a bit of breakup um, and as I said feeling used and you know after all these years and how things came to an end you know you spend 24-7 with a person and then they're not there they're anymore not there. it's like well how could you ever have really loved me yeah. if you know, we just don't speak anymore kind of thing. There, um, is there that void or that hole, do you know? Yeah, like I think when anybody goes through a breakup, it is a void and a, and, and a hole in your heart. Mm. Everybody deals with that completely differently. For me, I, you know, ups and downs, you know, it really took me a very long time to properly get over it. But I think surrounding yourself with great people, family, friends, like complete support network and also doing things that you love so you know jumping into the music and and doing all of that kind of stuff really really helped me and it's funny I performed that song a couple of weeks ago for the first time in a while you know I hadn't performed it in ages and people say to me does that make you really sad and I'm like no <laughs> absolutely not it no, makes I me own it. <laughs> yes it makes me very very happy because number one it was my first ever single that i released people absolutely were blown away and that was my sort of welcome to the music world okay. here in northern ireland mm. you know um it done really well with views on youtube and shares on social media and that was all um three weeks after the pandemic had hit okay so um that was, I suppose, the only thing. Looking back, I wish I could have changed that. Right. But it was already set to be released. And then the pandemic hit. And I was literally sitting in my bedroom on my own when the song came out. So that's the only thing I was like, I wish I could have been able to. Because I had a release party and all yeah. planned. And we weren't able to shoot the music video until like literally four or five months later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, then we were able to have a night. Um, it was social distance and everybody had to sit down in the bar and stuff. Oh. But it was still amazing. Uh, really, really fun. But yeah, just find stuff that you love and throw your yourself into it is okay. my advice for anybody trying to get over something and about the, the the music video i remember i think it was Susie blue 
interviewed a while ago, like I'm going to say now a while ago, over a year ago. And one of the only artists who had said to me about the beauty of a music video. Now we're probably in an age where apparently the human attention span is seven seconds, mm-hmm. right? TikTok's the example of that. And you lose an hour in TikTok. We've yep. all probably done it, right? <laughs> yep. So is, is the music video almost like a, like a record, like records used to be where you used to open them up and you used to read them and then smell them and all this sort of thing? Yep. Does the music video you still think anyway still has has credence, still has and carries weight to the song and to the message that it drives you? Yeah, a thousand percent. I feel like once you, you can listen to a song and you kind of come up with your own ideas ah. of what you think it's about and then once you see the visuals you're like right and I think it just hits people that much more especially if it's if it's a song like that mm-hmm. you know they can relate to it so much more so many people have said to me I haven't even felt like this but you're making me feel like I've went through a terrible breakup okay you know so it really hit them hard and obviously people who had went through breakups were like you're making me cry you know I think anything where you can evoke emotion like that is mm. a powerful powerful thing but um, relatable obviously to the yeah. people who, who can relate to breakups exactly. you know yeah 100% and it is important but I suppose for me as well with music videos I wish I could do a music video for every single song that I release mm. but it's I'm independent I'm you know I fund everything myself it's not feasible especially what you're saying there is it's very hard for people to, to concentrate and watch maybe a 3-4 minute video and it is it's difficult but I wish I could do it for every single song but it's just not feasible at the minute yeah. so anybody listening that wants to <laughs> you know send me some dollar like hit me up and we'll get some we'll get some more music videos made very good well, yeah exactly and if you want to send me any money for this as well um, <laughs> do that also so we'll share it we'll, we'll split we'll it split yeah, absolutely yeah. but then you released a track that it was quite different going nowhere mm-hmm. and it's probably my favourite of yours right but there was a line in it that stuck out to me that I hear similarities and versions of it across music in all genres we don't talk when we're sober it, it got me thinking right a song about maybe relationships, perhaps casual, and that alcohol is used almost as a social lubricant. That so many people, and especially, I know especially lads when we were growing up, would have said to me, you know, you've been like, well, you're like, you said, like, you're good looking or you're handsome or whatever. Go and chat to that woman or that man, whoever it is. But they were they were feared because you know, oh, they didn't they didn't have self confidence. And then after a few drinks, we're like, bang, let's yeah. rock and roll here. Yeah. Was there elements of that in this song? Oh yeah, a thousand percent. Like yeah. that was really what it was all about. Uh-huh. So the whole sort of storyline of that song was we're talking to this person but it's really going nowhere. Then you got the drink in hand though it's going somewhere but then we're back to being sober and it's back to going nowhere. You know, it's that kind of whole storyline and it's happened to me many's and many's a time and you're just like, okay, why do we need the alcohol for that self-confidence? Mm. Like I'm I'm quite a confident person mm. but like when it comes to Vela's even now, like number one, I really can't be annoyed like with anybody. Like okay. I'm too busy like putting things into my life, my career, what I want to do. If it happens, it happens. Happy days. Yeah. But even the thought of being on a night out and maybe seeing someone who's attractive, like going to talk to them all, I'm just like, oh no. Like self-confidence is not there at all. Okay. Which is, I think people, when people hear that, they're like, what, you? And I'm like, yeah. Because I think as well, like we've all felt rejection. We've yeah. all felt, um, and we've all had our heart broke. Mm. And I suppose it goes back to that. Like you deal with something, you move on and you're happy. But also that never really leaves you. You know, once you, you know you put yourself out there again it's like oh but what if yeah what if that happens again and what if you get hurt again 
you know, you can't not do that again just because of the fear of things going wrong. You know, we would never do anything ever again. So um, I'm not actively looking for love, <laughs> but if it comes my way, yeah. I'm receptive. So if you want to send this man's DMs here, you know, they are open. They are open for conversations, you know. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, yeah, that, that, that's, that's the right thing to say. Like, I'm not actively looking, but okay. I'm not going to turn it down you of know course. you know obviously we all want to find somebody and you know spend our lives with somebody mm. um and then if you want to break my heart again maybe i'll get some new material so <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> it worked for adele do you know what i mean exactly. and it's been working for you as well exactly. so it's a little bit why not and tell me then how do songs how do your songs or you feel your songs translate live like do you you're obviously a performer you enjoy gigging you enjoy entertaining people how do you feel that a crowd responds, you know, whether that be in a small intimate setting or a bigger setting. Like, how, do, how does that feel? How does that connection with a crowd? It's funny you ask that, actually, um, because there's been, obviously, I like, within Northern Ireland and music and all that, you know, you know people. Mm. But there's a lot of those people that have never seen you perform live, especially uh-huh. your own tracks, because yeah. I've only started putting out my music from 2020. Uh-huh. So, obviously, with the pandemic and all that jazz. Mm. So, only recently, like, a lot of people have been seeing me live. And they're all like, wow, like, love the song, but the energy on stage, I think, just, you know, completely lifts and, and brings it to life. Like, hearing people sing your songs back to you, I think it just makes you want to go extra, go harder, go big or go home, and just really bring that show to life. You know, I've had shows before where I've had dancers and, you know, the whole experience um, and the whole show, but there's something just nothing quite like you being on stage singing your own material live bringing your stories to life because at the end of the day all of my songs that i've written are from experiences yeah you know i i write from personal experience so to be able to like translate that and have people in the audience singing along feeling the words that you're singing to them magical like absolutely magical it does it it, it just transforms the whole meaning of music and sound okay it's, it's class like and- it's my favorite part of music is performing Life. You've been able yeah, to sort of it. share it with people. Yeah, I understand, yeah. 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 And then what about your song, Flirt, right? It's upbeat, energetic, <laughs> you yeah. know? There's a lot of, like, oomph in it, yeah. you know? I can see it, and, you know, in my mind's eye, hear it in a dark, sweaty nightclub, and everybody bounce. You know, yeah. tell us where that came from. So nobody actually knows the story behind this song. Exclusive, everybody! It's We're getting an exclusive! We are. <laughs> I wrote this about a friend of mine, and... Ugh, friends for years but every now and again you know something something these things happen these things happen and then you're like right you have that conversation as adults being like i think there's feelings there Uh. oh no well i don't have any feelings okay let's drop it but then a month later why why yeah i'm like "Mm -mm, not about it Mm. and i cut that person off a couple of years ago because i was like i'm bored of this right you know what i mean so and i think that's actually fun as well to be able to write uh, a relatable song the people will like go oh i've been there yeah but also have it upbeat and dancey because i think that's actually a really fun concept of music you know you don't have to have um a really meaningful song and have it just a ballad and yeah you know you can experiment and play around with the music so i love that you said that you know it is got them meaningful lyrics but also you want to get into that sweaty nightclub yeah. and and dance to it and and have fun with it so yeah that's that's what it's about do you think that just this is just popular in my head when you say it do you think that we can't as humans, because we get connected and we get emotionally connected to people, whether friends, family, lovers, whatever, or one night stands or friends that we end up having flings with, do you think that we we struggle to just have that element of inverted commas fun? Do you know what I mean? Because you know everything 
everything carries emotion with it, yeah? Um, no, I think that you, like, there is certain circumstances that you can have, quote unquote, fun. Yeah, yeah. If you both are on the same page. Right. Once there's feelings involved, and mm. as an adult, you should be able to talk about that with the other person, uh-huh. make a decision, how do we move forward? Yeah. If we're both not on the same page, mm. then let's, you know, draw a line, move on. Another exclusive, I'm in a situation at the moment okay. um, where I know that I know what the situation is, mm. so does the other person, mm-hmm. and that works for us. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun and, <laughs> and the crack's good. And, and the crack's good. Long may it continue. Exactly. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Words of wisdom, folks. Yeah. Words of wisdom. Words you know? of wisdom. But I want to talk about, uh, I want to talk about, you know, some of your newer work. Hollow, and then the latest thing, of course, Lost for Words. They both charted incredibly well. You have to be proud of that. Yes, absolutely. So um, we had my second last single, which was called The Last Forever. Yeah, so Hollow went to 37 and then Nothing Lasts Forever went to 32 mm-hmm. um, on the UK iTunes charts, which was just absolutely phenomenal. Like, so proud of that. As I said before, I'm independent. I'm doing everything myself. Mm. So the fact that people got behind me on those two songs was amazing. Obviously, I've just released Behind Closed Doors, but I didn't actually put focus into any of the charts this time. Okay. I just wanted to release it and have a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, so I actually didn't even put the link or anything on because it can be stressful. You know what it's like? And <laughs> yeah. someday people were like, when's the new song coming out? Blah, blah. And I was like, do you want to know what? We have a song there. I love it. I know that you're going to love it too. Let's put it out. Okay. You know, obviously being in the charts is amazing. Like, mm. who wouldn't love that? Of course. But sometimes it's just nice to put out a song for people that just want to listen to your music. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's what I think's fun. Um, I have more music ready to go. It's just about sort of picking when to release it mm. and, you know, when do we put it out. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. Definitely have a, a summer banger coming uh-huh. um, that I think's going to really, 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 like people are going to love. Okay. So I'm really excited. I'm probably thinking mid-July. Okay. For that, because I think it's the perfect time for a summer banger to come out. So what what you're saying to me is, because my boss told me today that we do a thing called summer hours. I never heard of this before. <laughs> where um, everybody's allowed to take off at one o'clock on a Friday. So mm-hmm. what you're saying is this going to be soundtracking my journey to get cans. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Okay. Like, I feel like it's very, like, Ibiza summer vibes, like, holiday. Mm. Like, I was, because like, I haven't listened. I've had it for, like, nearly a year. Mm. And I was listening to it the other day on my headphones. Because once you get a song, like, you'll listen to it like a thousand times times, and you go back and you know you change things and all that so I haven't listened to it in probably like three four months Mm -hmm. so I was like right I know that the release for this will be coming up soon enough so let me have another re-listen and I was like closing my eyes and just imagining being on holiday and that was exactly the vibe that I wanted to go for and yeah I'm really excited to get that out as well Fair play Fair play I'm excited for it too Are you allowed to say what it's about? Are you allowed to say a name? Yes it is called Borrowed Time Okay. Um, and basically it's just about being in a relationship that you know really isn't going to last very long but you mean you're going to enjoy it anyway Yeah Do you know what I mean? Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Both literally and metaphorically. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> okay, so I want to also ask you, sometimes when people are, I, I use the example of always journalists, right? When journalists, obviously we're now in digital age, print media is, is still happening. But for a journalist to actually see, you know, their article in a hard copy of a paper is a big thing, right? Yeah. For an artist to hear their music on the radio, like you've been on... Q Radio, you've been on Cool FM, BBC, RT2 FM. How does it feel to, you know, be interviewed, number one? I mean, like, 
that must be great. But then actually to hear your music being give and presented to so many loads of people, hundreds of thousands of people, yeah. you know, it's the most surreal feeling like I've released eight songs and it still feels magical yeah. every single time like people say oh do you get used to this I'm like no <laughs> because like it's such a big thing you know for these radio stations and stuff to to be picking up and playing it and people like finding you on Instagram and messaging you being like oh my god I love that song blah 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 you know it's just amazing that's why I do this because I love music music like runs through my veins mm. and to have other people that are only hearing you through the radio that have never heard of you before reaching out and saying that they love your music and you know it's it's in their playlists and all that like it's just magical like there's been times when I've known that they're going to play the songs and you know you'll tune in or an interview or whatever but there's been other times where I'm coming out of the garage and bouncing oh. in the car and me and my sister will be in the car and then it'll come on and she's like oh my god that's you and I'm like oh my god that's me you know like it's it's still so surreal um, and I don't think I will ever get sick of that feeling okay. like it's just it just does something like butterflies and it's just amazing like I absolutely love it really Fair really play. do Fair play. and long may it continue long, long may it continue. continue 100% before I take you into a quick fire round a little bit of a fun round okay. I want to ask about you know you've done drag you've done acting and you continue to do them both I haven't been doing... No, well, so people ask me this about drag. Like, is my alter ego, which is called Sasha Fierce, uh-huh. again, Beyonce. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, like, is, is she gone? Is she dead? No, I mean, she's all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, is she dead? Is she gone? Um, and the answer is, I don't really know. Um, she's on holiday. She's on holiday. She's chilling out with Tupac. She's taking a, <laughs> she's taking a break. I think once I, de- I decided that I wanted to put out my own music, mm. it was either for me, one or the other. Um, I couldn't continue to do both and the reason being is and it probably shouldn't be like this but I feel like it is Um, I don't think enough people take drag artists overly serious Okay. and I don't know if the rest of the girls will agree to that but when I wanted to put out my own music I think the people would have maybe went oh it's another singing drag queen yeah you know and I I didn't want that because as I said music's everything to me Mm -hmm. and I want to be taken seriously Mm. but um, it's not that I'm never going to do drag again. I probably 99.9% will, will. Because I love it. And of it's course. so much fun. And, mm. you know, being on the stage and like with the girls doing a whole show that we used to do on Sundays and all around Belfast and stuff. It's amazing. But it's also a lot of hard work. People yeah. don't understand how much goes into it. Because it's um, all DIY. Yes. Like from... from- everything that is done yeah. for anybody that doesn't understand there's not a team of makeup artists and hairstylists no, no. and people getting you costumes you know it's all it's all yourself yeah, you have to do it yourself and then it's great when you have friends that can't do makeup or ah. you know you've got friends that make costumes but again everybody has to be paid yeah. you know yeah. I think anything in the creative industries no matter what you do you have to put a lot of money into it before you see any kind of return uh-huh. but when it's your passion so this is with my music I will put every fibre of myself into it financially emotionally spiritually like everything I have I will put into it because I know that one day I'll get it back mm-hmm. and again you don't do it for the money like it's it's not about that but it would be lovely you know to reach that stage where there is more money coming in and then I'm able to do more music yeah. and more music videos and, and things like that um, so yeah that that's what we're kind of we're aiming for okay. yeah so stick around <laughs> and keep watching <laughs> be back don't we'll be back yeah um, and then you were Doing a bit of acting recently? Yep. Tell me about that. So I am with uh, Shelley Laurie Talent Management, um, Mm -hmm. which is huge, you know, massive agency. And I've been studying with her for like nearly a year. And, you know, obviously Shelley's seen something in me within the classes and, you know, 
offered me um you know a contract to mm-hmm. be signed to her agency which is amazing and the auditions are coming in it was actually a couple of weeks ago i had an audition which was in person which doesn't really happen anymore okay. everything's sort of self-taped so you, you film it in the house and then send it off to the casting agents but there was one that i had to go to and it was in person and it right. was great i didn't get it but it was just amazing to be in the room the experience the of experience, it all experience yeah. yeah you know what i mean and i feel like that's the same in everything that anybody wants to do. I don't know why I'm putting up my hand here to ask you a question. Sir! Excuse me, uh, <laughs> Mr. Sir, Sir, Teacher. So, I, I, I can't, I'm trying to remember in my head what TV show or movie I've seen this in, but it was relatively recently, probably put out, I can't remember. Do they ask you how many social media followers you have? I haven't been asked that in an acting audition, okay. no. I have applied for a few TV shows, and that's one of the first things that they ask you. Yeah. In the form that you're filling in, yeah. um, is many followers and stuff like a cumulative, you know, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Shout out to everybody that actually does like social media. Of like course, I would do a course. lot of social media just like for promote music and mm. stuff. But like, there's people that do this full time for job. Like, see, trying to do a TikTok. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, oh, it's like, a lot of work. It, it's so much work. Jesus and I'm Christ. like, and I know that like I need to be doing more work on uh-huh. TikTok and stuff to try and promote myself, but. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I, and I'm and I, like, yeah. how do these people do this? I know, I know. It's a situation, I, I've done one I remember when I was at home, I moved back from Dublin and it was about, it was on my ma, so I was playing my ma and me, right? Right. And it was her putting sun cream on me, you know? And it was about, you know, her fat, like typical, stereotypical Irish mother, like, you know, you go out of the house and it's just overcast and yeah. it's fat girl 100 plus, <laughs> you know? And that's it, me. Yeah, and, you know, and, but that's what, it, that's, you know, and it took me like a little little tripod that I use and it took me ages to set it up there and then do this and then do that. Do you know what I mean? I get the right angle. Do you know what I mean? And then try and, it, it is, it takes a lot of work. And, yeah. You know, credit where credit's due to people. 100%. You know, like, even trying to film a self-tape for an audition to be sent oh. off to casting directors. Like, everything has to be framed, mm-hmm. like, in a very specific way. Yeah. Like, we've been told, like, from studying and stuff. Like, if it's not framed, like, a lot of people won't even look at it. Why? You know, do you know what I mean? So, everything's very technical. Um, And even trying to set up in the house to film this on my own. Trying to get the tripod and trying to get it framed, like it, it's it's difficult. Mm. Oh, it so is. So like trying to like do social media and stuff like TikTok and it's 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 a lot of work. I know. It's something I keep saying to myself, right? A goal because I'm I'm a person. I like to set goals and uh-huh. all that. And the one goal that I keep setting and don't do is I'm going to be more active on TikTok. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And every time I go to and I'm like, oh, I can't be annoyed. <laughs> I mean, I've worked all day. I've maybe written a verse. Um, I'm going into the studio or I'm at an acting class or I'm doing an audition. I'm like, oh, the last thing I want to do now is go home and start filming content for TikTok. I know, I know. Oh, it's so difficult. I, I, I know the feeling. I know the feeling all too well. I really, really do. But anyway, right? We can talk. We can discuss that further off air. Yes. The worries can. and woes of social media, you know? <laughs> and how they would promote our careers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Quick fire round. I give okay. similar questions to everybody that I interview. So the first question I ask is, if you were a drink, alcohol or otherwise, what would you be? Okay, so I would be a pint of Guinness because people pretend to like me. Right. It's so. <laughs> got deep. <laughs> so that's meant to be a joke. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so no, it can be any drink. You know what I mean? It could be a reflection of your personality. It could be something that you just like to drink. It could okay. be something that you have. It could be a Diet Coke. It could be anything. Okay. Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> uh, so I would go for um, a tin of White Monster. White Monster. Yes. Tastes like Lilt. 
Does a wee it? bit, yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because everybody <laughs> asks me, what does it taste like? And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, it's just a ten of white monster and it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. But yes, it does taste a wee bit like, like Lilt. Like Lilt. And there I think they've go. actually discontinued Lilt now, you know. Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen that in so a long time. Long but time. yeah, the reason I picked that is because I'm, uh, Monster's just constantly in my hand. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, if you had a superpower, what would it be? What would you do with it? Fly. If I could only fly away. <laughs> um, yeah. Do I have to give you a reason? Well, what would I mean? You know why? Why did I, Why would I choose fly? Because um, the price of flights is an yeah. absolute <laughs> joke. Um, yeah. It really, really is very expensive. I understand. I understand yeah. that. I understand. Uh, hangover food, your go-to or your hangover snacks when you're Ooh. absolutely dying and you're wrapped yourself in a cocoon of a duvet. Ooh, chicken burger, buttered chicken burger, because people do southern fried and it's not for me. Buttered chicken burger, <laughs> chips with cheese and gravy. Okay. Stop it, I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I haven't eaten since lunch, okay? Um, you can go on a date with anybody in the world, living or dead. Doesn't have to end in the right. Um, <laughs> what, well, what would you no do? fun. Oh, it's really hard. I'm gonna and people will be like what? Um, Tom Holland. Okay. Oh, Zendaya is one lucky bitch. Whether well, he's he's Spider Man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna fly together. Okay. No, he can have his webs. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, put your webs away. I can fly. <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to catch me in that web. <laughs> no. <laughs> keep the webs until we get home. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I have a magic ball in front of me. It's not okay. Mystic Meg. It's Mystic Jack. Right. You can play at, in any venue, any gig across the world. You can be, you can be headlining it. You can support it. What would it be? Some people have said, um, you know, when they make it big, back on their local in front of the old boys at the pub. Some people have said, Madison Square Gardens, um, sold out show. What, what's yours? Mm, I, I have two answers. Okay, go for it. We'll, so we'll allow you. We'll allow it just this one. So my first one is, um, like, Coachella. Okay. Like, yeah. headlining, yeah. like, massive... 100% like end of, end of the world go like absolutely mm-hmm. but also like the SSE arena here in Belfast yeah, yeah. that is like something that I've said to myself that one day whether I'm supporting or headlining like I want to play because it's my venue you of know? course yeah I've, I've went to from I was literally like seven yeah you know like concerts are my thing I literally go to like as many concerts as, as, as possible can. like my granny says to me all the time me and my best friend Danielle always go to concerts and my granny's like I think it's about time you give these up and I was like see while there's breath in my body I will be going to gigs and concerts yeah, because yeah. it brings me so much joy of course so much happiness so yeah the SSA arena would be probably up there Perfectly. can I um, I'll give you AP though yeah oh absolutely yeah. 100% thankfully we have a recording of this <laughs> <laughs> you'll be playing that back yeah without a doubt without a doubt <laughs> well look before I say good luck to you what's in the pipeline where can people find you what's the crack so Pipeline, obviously, more music. Um, you know, I'll continue to be putting out music. Like, that'll never stop. Um, Mid-July, isn't it? Hopefully mid-July, yes. Mm. That's what I'm thinking. Um, I just need to kind of get the artwork and stuff sorted. And then yeah. we can upload it onto the distribution sites. And then we can pick a date and all that stuff. It's not as easy as people think. No, it's just get the song and... There you go, we'll put it out. You uh, know, it takes weeks and stuff, but anyway, but that's a different story. Um, so more music, um, obviously with the acting and stuff, you know, I'm hoping um to get a role. Um this what I'm doing at the minute is for T V and film. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm hoping that um sometime so you'll see me in T V and film. Where 
where you can find me. Um, probably my best, my Instagram, which is Gary B U H H H or H H H if you're of the Protestant nature. You know, we're cross community up in here. <laughs> um, and then my link trees there where you'll get all my social medias. Okay. So okay. yeah, and you can follow my Spotify and Apple Music and yeah, anywhere you want me to be, I am there. Very good. Well, you that's know, what I like to hear. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Everywhere you look, he's there. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, <laughs> thank you very, very much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.